Hey guys, Jake is off for another week here, so I'm doing another episode of Explorations in Pop Punk and Emo. This episode, I'm going to be talking about Real Big Fish with my friend Jose Cuevas. He was on our Lost episode, uh, and obviously it's a Lost episode, so you're never going to hear it, but... um, He's uh, somebody I've been doing podcasting with for a long, long time. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, and uh, we're hoping Jake is back in a couple weeks. But until then, once again, here is Explorations in Pop Punk and Emo. Arthur theme but ska? What? Arthur theme but ska? Dude, ska is a genre that thrives almost exclusively on covers. I thought you knew this. Oh, no, no, no. I, this is from Scott 2 Network, who I'm subscribed to. Right. I'm not... Um, I, I just I just didn't see this. This is like a year ago. Sure. And, and the I thumbnail love, says I Arthur theme, Scott but Scott. Yeah, I love me some Scott Network. Dude is cool. Dude is great. Uh, and he, I feel like he is the epitome of Scott thrives on covers of things. He's the best. He's the best. He's got. He's just got the energy, man. He's just like yeah. he's always so like. <laughs> I don't know. Like he makes me want to make Scott covers in my bedroom. Yeah, he makes me believe the meme that ska is the most class-conscious genre of music. Wait, what? Because, like, uh, it's a thing. Ska is the most class-conscious genre of music. What do you mean, class-conscious? Like, aware of the proletariat and shit? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, There's a Vice article about this guy from November 2018. What? This is the best. Yeah, uh, we, actually, we actually did um, on the last episode with Alex. Uh, I did. We we played the the ska cover of the Get Up Kids um, holiday. Uh, That's fantastic from Scott to Network. And Alex was like, "I'm like Alex, are you a ska fan?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "All right, well, here's a ska cover of Holiday," <laughs> <laughs> and he liked it. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> I also I feel like that. I feel like that is high praise because it is Alex. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, it's 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 very good. Like he, the thing is, is that Scotty Network is all really, really well done too. Yeah, like it's a, he He's like a everything he puts effort into it. It's well mixed. He plays all the instruments. He plays all the instruments well. And then occasionally, when he wants to bring in a guest vocalist, he brings in the right guest vocalists. Yeah, um, like he is a person who has a vision of this is how this should sound, and he is correct, and he yeah. makes it happen. It's great. It's great. Um, I just, uh, I just hope he doesn't sell out. Helicopters, I guess. I guess I'm still calling everyone helicopters. Uh, and welcome to this episode of, I guess I'm still calling it Explorations in Pop Punk and Emo. 
Um, <laughs> which is not a great name, but whatever. Who cares? Uh, I am, of course, your guide, Naim Siddiqui. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the pre-recorded bit, um, Jake is off for another couple of weeks. Uh, we are hoping, uh, we're both hoping he'll be back soon. But until then, uh, as I we did last week, as as I did la- as I did last week, uh, I'm going to be talking to another one of my friends about a pop punk slash emo adjacent band uh it's ska punk where i sort of teased last week uh when we we're talking to alex about the get up kids uh uh this week i am talking with my good friend jose cuevas how's it going joe i'm doing great glad to be uh, back on the show yeah <laughs> yeah so joe, <laughs> joe was i think we've we've mentioned our lost april fools episode uh a couple times where we talked about I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. And Joe was on that episode. Um, and uh, it is lost. It is completely lost to ether. Yeah. It's never going to be heard uh, un- unless maybe we decide to send Joe our audio and have him go through and ADR the whole thing. I just didn't want to ask him to do that. <laughs> there are many variations but- of the bit that could have been done before April Fool's and none of them played. <laughs> yeah, there's there's there's... Like we're potentially considering just having him do that and releasing that next April Fools, but I don't know. I, I we might just just redo the episode all over again from top to bottom. It was a pretty good episode though. That's the worst part yeah. is that it was actually kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, and so this week we're talking about so uh, Joe's favorite genre, favorite band is Real Big Fish, ska punk. Um, and I'm from Southern for, California. For what can I say? <laughs> yes joe is from southern california uh dresses like a ska fan but doesn't smoke weed it's very weird um it's like the one thing it's the one thing everything else he's he's basically like he like he wears floral prints he, he basically dresses like aaron barrett like it's really it's really yeah. um he shouldn't he, he dresses alternatively like aaron barrett and um <laughs> uh brendan yuri it's one or the other <laughs> uh which is very it's very odd those are two very different styles and yet yet. somehow (laughs) i think i think you pull them both off equally which is uh which is high praise from me because uh i make fun of your style all the time yeah Uh, (laughs) but anyway um for a quick real big fish uh, mostly soundtrack connection uh so in the i think the live version of um she has a girlfriend now uh, the female part is sung by Rachel Minton of Zoloft the Rock and Roll Destroyer. And she also did vocals on, she did backup vocals on a couple of songs on Even If It Kills Me, um, on It Had yeah. To Be You, Hello Helicopter, and Point of Extinction. So uh, that is that is our cool. connection. <laughs> that is, that is the, the easy connection, is that uh, they're both, they're both, have that connection to Zoloft the Rock and Roll Destroyer. And obviously, I mean, ska punk is ska punk. It's a very... Um... It's like a crossover kind of genre where yeah, you're going to yeah. see musicians who are in, uh, like Naim has stated, adjacent genres, if not the same genre, uh, right. do this kind of thing, dabble in this thing, or you're going to see ska musicians uh, ape literally every so- every other song, not even every other genre, every other song uh, into this style. So, uh, In fact, I can't wait to talk about um, I think I think it's actually going to be episode twenty five once once Jake comes back. I think we had pre decided, but uh, Motion City did uh, they um Oreska band. Have you heard of Oreska band? No, they're a Japanese ska band. 
Yeah, um, I, I figured, and the Japan uh, the Japanese. Uh, well, they could be weebs. Like it's. <laughs> Um, that, but yes, I feel, yeah, you are. You this is fair. These are equally likely in the ska community, but so I'm saying, like, <laughs> like, like, but at 50, the same 50. time, like the Japanese ska scene is like pretty big. So it's, yeah, so yeah, so our ska band's a pretty pretty big Japanese ska band, and they opened for Motion City when they played in Japan. And there is a super dope live version of uh, of a couple of at least one Motion City song. I'm not going to spoil it, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, where uh, with uh, with a Riska band sort of playing the the trumpets and trombones and I think maybe some sax in the background. Yeah, there's definitely sax in the background. Uh, the recording isn't great, but I'm I'm super duper excited to get to that because I'm also a ska fan. That's the thing is um, <laughs> of the of the bands I I, I had pre planned for three guests. So Alex last week, Joe this week, and then next week's guest is another friend of mine. Um, and uh, and I pre figured okay. Like I know the guy next week. I'm I'm fairly certain we're talking about Paramore because Paramore's his favorite band. Perfect. They're right in the genre. Alex, I knew he was going to talk about some early like late '90s emo band, and like both are bands that things that I'm I knew I'd be interested in, but I've never heard. But I knew that Joe's favorite band, <laughs> and by extension, <laughs> what would be one of Joe's favorite songs is a band that I'm like very familiar with uh, at least the hits like the the like i yeah. i'm not super duper familiar with like the deep cuts of uh, of real big fish but uh but i know the um the best of us album the best of album i i, I really mm. really love yeah uh and in fact that's the version of this song that i know best are you are you when you listen to this song do you listen more to the best of version or do you listen more to the original uh I, yeah i <sighs> the scout playlist that i have on Spotify uses the best of album. So that's the one that I listen to. Uh, I do like the other two versions. It's just like convenience based on the playlist that I made X many years ago. And sure. it, it's a good mix. That's <laughs> yeah. And for me, there's, there's some level of just like, I don't know. So there's a weird thing with real big fish. If you're not a real big fish fan, um, they, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into all of it because I don't know. I don't know exactly the details, but basically, they didn't own the rights to their songs, and they went to a different label. Um, mm -hmm. And so the other label still had the rights to to play to put all their songs out, and was getting all the money for it, and they were getting none of the money for it, or something along those lines. And so they figured, all right, we're just going to re-record re all of our hits and do a best of album. That's like instead of just a compilation, it's completely re-recorded top to bottom um of the of the songs that that they were most known for so including sell out she has a girlfriend now their cover of uh of take on me um so there's actually a legitimate difference between the version in the best of album and the version uh that was on turn the radio off which was their right. second record it was early yeah uh, uh and yeah. like when you look at all of the stuff for the song it is very 90s and you can oh, yeah. tell. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so there's a music video for this song. So actually, uh, it's funny because we we rarely have gotten to a music video song on Motion City, but this is a music video <laughs> song. Um, so I normally, I think normally I'd wait a little talk talk about the music video, but this music video is so just sort of um, I don't know. It's, it's basically <laughs> honestly, I, I don't want to like say this in a negative way, but it's 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 not uh, like ultra creative if that's if that makes sense like it's basically yeah. you heard the song and your first thought for a music video would be that's kind of what this music video is 
um in my opinion do you do you disagree i mean not really no because it's just <laughs> it is the story of the song and it's, yeah that like, is it was not necessarily a bad thing you know yeah, yeah. And i think i definitely think it works in this instance but you are correct where it is the story of the song nothing more nothing less and the things they do extend in the music video are like a pre-roll and that is yeah the extent of the creativity and even the, um, and even the pre-roll thing is kind of like well sort of a, a, you know a the song, preamble to so. the song yeah <laughs> like here's what's about to happen in this song <laughs> like um <laughs> Uh, apparently goldfinger cameos in the music video i didn't uh i didn't i didn't catch them but that also i didn't does catch not them but me. also <laughs> yeah i'm all yeah i mean they're 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 friends uh i almost played um i when i was pulling up covers in alternate versions goldfinger played this song live once but they played it with aaron barrett singing vocals and at that point it's yeah. like, well then what's the what's the I've difference although travis before, yeah Travis Barker's on the drums. Like it's it's a it's pretty dope. Like it's kind of a super group. It's it's Goldfinger yeah. and Aaron Barrett and Travis Barker on the drums because Travis Barker does play drums live for yeah. for Goldfinger quite a bit. It's like um, Forces of Evil or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's uh it's pretty sick. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so so the original recording of this song. Because it was '97, I think like the band between the original recording and the best of best of recording is a completely different band, except for Aaron Barrett and Dan Regan. Dan Regan, by the way, our friend's friend. Um, <laughs> oh no, uh, looks like this was before Scott Klopfenstein left the band. Oh, he retired when his kid was born. That makes sense. Um, oh yeah, that that tracks. But uh but yeah, I mean also can this we is talk this about is... how like at this point Ska is Ska feels like dad punk. Cuz it's Do you most mean, of the... now. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's most of the same acts from the 90s except they're all in their like mid late 40s and Ooh, they're still the doing 50s, the shit. I think. Yeah. Oh, no, mid, okay. mid late Amber, 40s, Amber early 45, mid 50s. but like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so like you go to a ska show and there's still as much weed as you'd expect from the mid 90s. Uh they're still dressed exactly how they would have been in the mid 90s because at this point that's just the shtick of going to a ska show. And Well, I mean, there's that, right? But then there's the, there's John Feldman who is 52 and yeah. wears a suit like all the time and it's yeah. like it's it's I like it. I like the the sort of the bit. Um, and, and like, and you know, Feldman like does a lot of production too. He produced the last two Blink One Eighty Two albums, and uh, looks like the last Panic at the Disco album. Um, but at the same time, it's also like this is this is a shtick, right? Like, it's, I mean, it's it's definitely a shtick, but also like he, I mean, he just he, I don't know. It's one of those things like he's definitely he definitely is old, and also looks old because he is old. You know, like he's he's fifty years old. Like he's not a young man. Right. Um, like I think Mike Herrera best. wears it. Like I think most of them actually end up like wearing suits and stuff on stage now, just like as a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is because right. so Goldfinger's been doing a lot of um, a lot of quarantine videos, and definitely in a handful of them, they are also wearing the uniform, and like it's one or two, like at least one or two of them is wearing a full suit in a couple of the mm-hmm. videos, and it's like it's great. I mean, it's dope. I like the joke. Yeah, it uh, works. But, it absolutely works. Like it's because I, I I I had considered the same thing. I'm like, oh man, I I kind of want to start a band, and but we all wear suits. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of like the joke of punk sometimes. Yeah, 
and and to that point it is kind of the joke of punk and ska uh, a lot where it's not just gold, Goldfinger. I usually think of the Boston's actually uh, when I think of like going overboard yeah, in, terms, sure. of, uh, yeah, in yeah. terms of this, but it's, I don't know. I, I like, cause it adds that musical presentation. It is kind of the reason that you are performing instead of just playing the music, you are actually doing this full shtick and it works, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the song is Sellout. It is off of the second album, Turn the Radio Off uh, by Real Big Fish. Um, and it's, I mean, it's somewhat ironically the, like, the big hit. It's, it is mm-hmm. the song that they, I mean, they didn't sell out, right? Because it is kind of hard to sell out with ska punk, even in the late 90s. Yeah, um, I mean, like... I saw them at shoot. What's uh, what's the venue in in Orange County? They still email me all the time, but it's like it is the ska venue, but it's also not like anything beyond that because it's just like this right. dingy venue in industrial Orange County. Uh, Honestly, and- like Real Big Fish to me is a band. I mean, they they put out albums, but they're kind of like Fish with a PH, right? Where yeah. Like they just tour forever. This is what yeah. they do. Like they're just going to keep touring. And if you're a fan of them, you're a fan of them. And if you're not a fan of them, you're not a fan of them. That's just like, yeah. that's how life goes. And like I um, usually reference the time that I saw Real Big Fish, but also it's not like I haven't had more opportunities to see them. It's just also like, oh man, I, I have like actual work, and I would yeah, need to yeah. find a way to get off work in time to like see Real Big Fish. Which looking at all of the things is like is this really a thing that like I am contemplating? And the answer is yes, it is absolutely a thing I am contemplating. I, I had the, the uh, when I first moved back to St. Louis in 2014 or so, um, I had the opportunity, there was like, a, there was a real big fish concert um, in Ballpark Village where like, you know, right next to mm. Bush Stadium. Um, yeah. And it was, it was like 10 or $15 for a ticket or maybe 25, like something, something really, really inexpensive. And the problem was that I worked that night and I like, it was like my first week at the new store. So I didn't know anybody. So it was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't just like ask somebody my, you know, my first day there. Hey, by the way, can you take my shift on Friday? Cause I want to go to a concert. Like I just started, you know? So, and then like, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to, to see them since. Um, just cause like, you know, it just hasn't come up and it's like, wow, it's like I should have found a way to take that opportunity. Like whatever, take the no call, no show yeah. or something. <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. Um, cause but, like, you know, because like it's a ska show, it's fun. Like it is yeah, unabashedly yeah. just what it is, nothing more, nothing less. Which is also kind of why they do the whole suit shtick. It's kind of why they just lean into the whole. This is kind of what you'd expect from like any kind of pop punk production, but we're just gonna lean it, lean into it, embrace it. It is kind of silly, it is kind of ridiculous, but that's what you're here for. That's what we're all here for. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. So, so the song. <laughs> I keep, I keep saying let's talk about the song, and we keep talking about the band. Um, the song uh, off, turn the radio off. Um, it is the first song on the album. It comes mm-hmm. right before trendy. No, yeah. Oh, right. So, turn the radio off is the second album, but a lot of the songs off the first album are also on the second album. Because that... uh, trendy's on the trendy's on the first album. Beer's on the first and second album. Yeah, that sounds correct. Because. Yeah, because the first album's Everything Sucks, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything Sucks is on... Yeah, but, like, I list... Yeah, this is... Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, oh, like, most of the time it's listed, yeah. 
Is everything... Uh, this oh no, this, everything sucks is not on. Everything sucks. Everything sucks is on. Turn the radio off. This is, is fantastic. Super weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds weird. Guys. Yes. It's a, it's. It, I mean, listen. That just this is, no. I, I was gonna say that just happens sometimes, but it, it really doesn't. Yeah. Over uh, over half the songs are. Off everything sucks. Cool ending. Join the club. I'll never be trendy. Uh, Scottanic. Say ten. Beer. All I want is more. Snoop Dogg baby and SR, which is on the original. Passing yeah. everything sucks. Um, also, there's a song on "We're Not Happy Till You're Happy" called "Turn the Radio Off." It's like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like "Sellout" is sort of one of the the classic ska songs uh, mm-hmm. of. I mean, of the real Big Fish songs, it's it's "Sellout" and "Beer," but like it's it's that uh, it's those two songs, and then um, uh, what's the what's the Boston song? Oh my god, <laughs> the impression uh, that the I impression get. Impression that I got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to make uh, the joke, and then I realized it wasn't the time to make the joke, and then I forgot what the song's actual title was. <laughs> Knock on wood by less than Jake. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the impression that I get by the mighty mighty boss tones. Um, but like, those are sort of like the 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 Scott primer. Those three songs. It's sort of <laughs> it's the Scott punk primer, rather. Uh, it's sort of like if yeah. you don't like those three songs. It's kind of like okay, cool. This is not a genre that you're going to enjoy, and that's you you don't like the genre, man. Yeah, it's totally cool, (laughs) you know. But it's uh, those are the three songs that you just kind of like. Okay, this is it. These are these are the these are the litmus test. Uh, Enjoy or don't, (laughs) and and then we can move on from there. Um, And you know, fortunately, I like the songs, Um, and obviously, you do too. but yeah, I don't know. It's so so. I mean, lyrically, it's it's fairly sort of straightforward. It's a song about selling out, you know, as a band. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's. Uh, uh, hold on, sorry. On the Wikipedia page, it says uh, it's been interpreted as a chronicling of the payola scandals of early FM radio. However, it can also be seen as a satire of the way pop music, the pop music industry, works in general. So I don't really know about the payola scandals. Uh, that was before our time, but it's. I mean, it, I think it's fairly straightforward as a yeah, satire I mean, like, of pop music. Even even without knowing what the pay, the payola scandals are, it's like, okay, but also this is straight up just how the pop industry works. It's just how pop, yeah, the pop industry, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, is there any particular thing about the lyrics that stand out to you? Uh, there's a lot, a lot of discussion about fast food, and I think that speaks more to just like, this is what a low dead end, low end dead end job would have been in the nineties. And I guess that's still kind of true today, but it's also like, I've worked a lot of jobs that sometimes feel low wage dead end. And I don't know if I could make money being a musician or a performer, I would probably take the chance to sell out. <laughs> I'm being honest yeah, yeah. here. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What so I guess I guess let me let me go back to the beginning because I, I we talked so much about the band and the genre that we didn't really talk yeah. about what what do you particularly love about this song I know you love this band I know you love this genre but what what about the song made you want to pick this one to talk about uh, because I thought it would be easier to talk about than she has a girlfriend now <laughs> really why because <laughs> um, it's this kind of universal story and. 
it's something that you feel when you're a teenager, when you're a young adult, when you're finally starting to set out where, man, I would like more money. How do I get more money? <laughs> and is there an opportunity where you can get more money without selling out like your integrity or the things that you want to do? Like I probably would be making much more money now if I didn't decide to be razor focused on my personal career and professional goals. Um, and that is just something that I've tried to hold myself to. So it's like, yeah, I mean, if I decided to do anything besides science education, I would probably be doing a little more. If I wanted to take a role in science education beyond like the, the actual teaching role, I would pro probably be making a little more money. But is that selling out? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And, you know, to me, the answer is this is a thing that I want to be doing. So I'm going to pursue it in the way that I want to pursue it. And so this is kind of the story of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, potentially more profound than either of us expected. Yeah, right? Well, it's, it's funny because, so, like, I, I, um, I don't know. I, 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 I may, maybe, maybe, like, that's a good question, right? Like, did I, did I sell out my whatever by s switching career paths to something that would make more money so I could then also then, you know, do passion things? I don't know. My, my brother uh, is, uh, you know, as, as you know, and I think as I've, I might have mentioned on the show, is a, is a psychiatrist, and he's mm -hmm. mostly interested in, uh, in, you know, neuropsychiatry research, and he's been doing research, and, and that's all. Um, but... Uh, you know, one one of his early mentors is a uh, is a friend of my parents who is a psychiatrist in St. Louis, and he consistently is just like trying to get my brother to go into private practice and like make money. It's mm. just, like it's just not what I want to do. Like you know, and and he could make a crap ton of money doing that, but is that selling out? Is that what that is? Like what is what is what constitutes selling out for for our daily life? Like you know, does does everyone sell out a little bit? It's a good question. That's that's very yeah. Very, uh, very weirdly profound. I agree. And I feel, yeah. And I feel like to this song's point, it is okay to some degree. Cause it's like, you know, it is, like I said, that universal story where everyone faces these kinds of questions in their careers and their personal lives. And that answer works for that person as an individual. And I think ultimately that is what matters to that person as an individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I uh, so I, I like um, I don't know. I, I guess lyrically, I I do really like sort of the way it ends. I feel like the way it ends is a little bit like melon, like melancholy, somber, but still upbeat. Um, mm -hmm. Which is actually it's funny because that's something I, I've always loved about Motion City is is that mm -hmm. a lot of their music does that. It's it's melancholy, somber, but upbeat. Um, but like the very end, you know, the music drops out and it's just the vocal sort of "Baby, don't you sign that paper tonight?" She said, "But I can't work in, in fast, fast food, food all my life." Like the the sort of just like yeah, the way it ends is just like I don't know a little a little weirdly profound in ways like i mean don't sign that paper right like that's the whole yeah. thing is don't sign that paper don't sell out like keep playing your music in the garage and flipping burgers like you know even though like flipping burgers isn't your passion playing the music is your passion and you don't really want to be flipping burgers uh i can't work in fast food all my life but do you want to like is this the way to do it is this the way to to make your money Mm -hmm. by by selling out your your ideals i guess or your passion or your music 
um, just so you can, you know, quit mm-hmm. flipping burgers or quit working at Starbucks or quit, you know, working at a movie yeah. theater. Which, um, like, speaks, and, like, in this instance, it speaks to this is how the pop industry works, and then you're also going to be surrendering, like, X amount of creative control, so on and so forth. But going back to that universality thing, it's like, or, like, if you take this other job, you are going to be beholden to other people, to other things, and are those the things that you want to be beholden to? Or do you actually have some degree of freedom in this frontline, lower-end service job? And, yeah, like, again, that's a question for you personally to answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like yeah. for some people, that answer is a pretty definite no, but there are also definitely people that I think the answer might be a potential yes. Where, yeah, because... I just want the shifts and the benefit of free tickets. I am willing to swallow the minimum availability and just accept that I'm never going to have a Friday off so that I can get free tickets the rest of the time and have the time that I need because I have income from other places to do other things. So, Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, lyrically, like we said, the song is pretty straightforward. Um Oh, I also like, uh, I don't know, so, so there, there's the thing they do, I think, I, have, I don't know if we've discussed this, or maybe I, I discussed it with Jake at some point, where, um, like, the record company's gonna give me lots of money, and everything's gonna be, like, the record company's, like, the, you know, I don't know, some, something about that, I guess, syncopation, um, I mean, it's, you know, sort of the ska beat, I guess, right, yeah. like, there's the, the sort of the the uh, downbeat, I guess, or the upbeat of, yeah. uh, of, of ska, um, that it just sort of, like, works... I don't know, like the 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 way the lyrics are sung, um, like I even think about songs like like in the pit, right? Like when mm-hmm. I'm in the pit, like it's just sort of that same. I don't know if syncopation is the right word, but like that same just sort of vibe. Exposition, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, no, I I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> phrase y'all. I just can't phrase that myself either. <laughs> right yeah 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 um but it's i mean something they do a lot in in their originals and in, in a lot of their covers right like that's that's one thing that i that i really enjoy about well so we talked about in in the uh in the intro or the the, the pre whatever uh the cold open um about sort of how ska works really well as a cover genre and i think that's because like you know you can you can make a rock song pop or a pop song rock just by sort of changing the instrumentation and then it's like okay so you just sort of like you know you took hit me baby one more time and you gave it harder guitars and and you know harder drums and and now suddenly you're calling it a rock song but mm-hmm. with ska just sort of the way the way the beat has to go to make it a ska song um you you get a nice sort of um I don't know, like you, you, you do have to make a change, and for me, that's something that I really like in in covers is when they do something different, when they do right. make a change, taking, taking your own ownership of the song instead of just beholding being beholden to those original choices of the original artist, which are fine and work for that original version. That's why that song works to begin with. But also, like, if you're playing and you're performing, you want to you want to make it your own, right? That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to do something different. So, like, yeah. So, um, I guess. Well, I guess you know. Uh, this is probably a good time to talk about covers. So mm-hmm. I pulled up a few covers of uh, Sellout. Uh, the first one is from a band. Have you heard of this band? They're called Green Leafy Vegetables. No? I have not, is, but 
This is a live <laughs> cover at uh, Rakista Radio. This okay. is a Filipino ska band uh, <laughs> playing Sellout by Real Big Fish. <laughs> so here we go with uh, Rakista, uh, sorry, uh, Green Leafy Vegetables performing Sellout. Do you understand so they, why I can't I mean, do accent work now? Oh. <laughs> Your choices are the California accent or that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is pretty pretty much a straight cover. I think they, they, they speed it up a little bit, but uh, I just, <laughs> I wanted to, to yeah. play that first. Um, yeah, no, I... It, it's fun. Our people talk fast. Uh, you're right that they didn't change anything, but like it works. It's a Filipino ska band. You don't need anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, the so the next thing I'm, I'm actually going to play the ska acoustic version, which is I guess you could call their own cover of their own song. This is something I that I so. always love when Motion City does it. Uh, when they do a, they they have the acoustic EP for even if it kills me or they like they always like I. I mean, I always say on the main show, nobody covers Motion City like Motion City. Uh, so here is the Real Big Fish ska acoustic version of Sell Out. I think um I think weirdly ska lends itself very well to acoustic covers in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. I, Yeah. There's something about cuz cuz there's uh, something about like, you know, the, the thing that acoustic covers are often lacking is like is drums, right? Because drums are so overpowering. Um mm-hmm. and so what you do is you lose a lot of instrumentation because now you're down to sort of just um guitar maybe an acoustic bass and then maybe your drummer is like you know playing the cajon or something like that or or you know maybe you get some shakers but uh but what's cool about ska since you have so many instruments already you know dropping out some of the percussion you still get the percussive stuff um and and more instrumentation from the the horn section Mm -hmm. i always get kind of a marching band feel from uh from the acoustic covers i don't entirely know why uh, I think it might partially be the things that you just stated, but it works. And I really, really love um, the Scott Acoustic album for that because it re- it's, I'm sure it's the same kind of thing that you like with Motion City, where it takes what they've already done and it reinvents it and it still feels like that act, but it is this new and novel thing yeah. even beyond yeah, I that. Yeah, think, I think uh, Sellout is one of the... Uh one of the things that they played the the least with on the Scott acoustic record, which is fine. Um, you know, it's, it's a good right. enough song just, just to convert to acoustic, which we'll, which we'll see if with the next, uh, the next couple of covers are actually acoustic covers as well. Um, but, um, I really, you know, so they, they do, they do some, some more interesting stuff on some of the other things, but it is it, like, it's, it's, it's very, very cool just to see them sort of play with their own songs and see say, like, see what they can do by mm-hmm. sort of, you know, changing the instrumentation, maybe sometimes changing, changing a lot of things about it. Um, again, you know, 
I don't want to go back to Motion City too much on this show, but like stuff stuff like Motion City does on on Fell in Love Without You, uh, the acoustic version of that, or, or Point of Extinction, yeah. where it is like very very different on the acoustic version, which is really really cool. And there are a couple of those on the Scott acoustic record, um, but uh, but Sellout Sellout mm-hmm. is one that they just like sort of played straight but acoustic, which is great too. So and they slowed it down a little bit too, which is which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean like acoustic was the base idea of scott acoustic as an album so i think it still works yeah really well uh all right this next one is by 50 shades of punk rock uh who it sounds like they have some sort of accent but i can't tell exactly what it is but uh this is an acoustic cover uh this is this this one's weird um i i have the video up joe doesn't have the videos up but um they have what appears to be a vocalist a guitarist and a trumpeter and uh the guitarist is doing most of the lead vocals on this and the vocal is just sort of standing around skanking i guess um skanking as in the scott term not as in like okay. being a skank um but uh the 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 trumpeteer and the uh, vo- uh the lead vocalist the the regular lead vocalist are both female but the guitar player who's doing lead vocals on this song is male so this is the uh 50 shades of punk rock cover of sell out Maybe like Israeli or something. Uh, oh no! Apparently they're they're Quebecois. They're they're Canadian, yeah. yeah French Canadian. That's what I was thinking. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have trouble with with French Canadian accents. French, I get. French Canadian is very confusing to me. No, I think um, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I like how slow that was. Really, I, I I'm I'm fine with the the, the tempo, but um, what so one one thing that I that I uh, particularly like about acoustic cover sometimes. So I, I just talked about sort of losing instrumentation and and how that can be a negative, but it's really cool sometimes where like you know this is just three people, right? So you can get the whole horn section. You know the the one thing the Scott acoustic does, which is which is great for. A large band like Real Big Fish is they have the full trumpet and trombone and sax all playing. But what's cool is you can just like you know when you're stripping it down, if you strip everything down, the horns are all sort of playing the same thing. So you can strip it down to one horn and one guitar mm-hmm. and one vocalist, and have you know all the parts you really need. And that's it's an interesting deconstruction. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think this doesn't work. I just like it when ska songs are high tempo. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, that was also a live recording at like a venue, so you don't get like the full, I think, effect. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I think I think it was all right. Uh, this yeah. next one, I don't remember. If this was a slow or, or fast one, but uh, this is from Karina D. Han, um, which, by the way, in the, uh, I think she's Indian. In the. Um, description the video description says uh kind of an old song but my most favorite ska song of all time i first knew this song from ps2 game called disney extreme skater adventure joe is that how you also discovered real big fish is (sighs) disney extreme skater adventure holy crap this is beautiful uh no but that is a beautiful (laughs) sentiment and uh i I feel that she's indonesian 
I feel that in my <laughs> yeah, I feel, heart of hearts. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had, is all I'm saying. Did you discover yeah. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones through uh, Digimon the movie? Yeah, Digimon the movie? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here is uh, Sellout Karina Dihan. I wanted to play the glockenspiel part, but I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to the vocals now. Yeah, I think I think again, it's one of those things of of you know you you strip down. She's got uh, vocals, bass, ukulele, and then the glockenspiel doing the horn parts. Yeah. Um which is again, I dig it's just, it. It feels it's a little twee. Uh, it feels a little twee in a good way, uh, like sure. neutral. <laughs> <laughs> which you which love. is a compliment coming from coming from me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it it's cute and it works. Like you said, it's stripped down, but it still works. And but you're, no, you you're right, and I, th- I think twee is the right adjective for it. It is it is yeah. a little twee, but like again, not in a negative way. But it's very much just like yeah. like. I mean, ukulele sort of by, I don't know, not by design, but by the just the way it is, the way you hear ukulele most of the time, it's fairly twee. Like, mm-hmm. in general, I mean, you said New Girl, and that's like, Zoe Deschanel plays the ukulele. <laughs> like, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think it works, and I think it works for her voice and for the style, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one I really, really liked... Uh, this is on looks it looks like a vinyl string guitar. Uh this is Fernando Ufret playing the guitar and doing uh backup vocals and then Luis Beto Abbott on vocals. This uh, these are all on YouTube. Uh didn't didn't all the SoundCloud ones were just straight covers and I didn't like any of them. So this is uh this is uh <laughs> Fernan Unplugged apparently on uh on Sellout. <laughs> I just love it. I think it's it's really really competent. I really love just like yeah. We don't have horns. Let's just let's just sing it. <laughs> yeah. Which is I think, you know, that's that's the I think it's very much in the spirit. <laughs> and it it's, feels uh, it's very... almost more like a cover of the ska acoustic iteration of the song. And I think that yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. When I think you know the nylon string guitar too, you get you get sort of you know that I mean it's a more acoustic feel, mm-hmm. um, just by being a nylon string. Uh, I, I don't you know I think this guy does does some more like classical guitar as well. Uh, I mean I'd, I'd assume so based on the fact that he <laughs> like has a nylon string. That's what he, that's classical guitar. Um, mm-hmm. He by the way like I think all these people are still active on YouTube. We uh, in the Motion City show we have a lot of trouble finding people who are active on YouTube. Like everything's like this was posted eight years ago and the last post was seven years ago, which is weird but, because uh, then you look at the official real big fish. YouTube and it's like this was posted a decade ago. 
Yeah, but yeah, but Fernando Ufret was uh, did like a live YouTube concert, a three hour concert or something uh, yesterday. So um, he, you, is, he is active. I think the rest of them, the rest of them have been mostly active as well. Um, this next one, I adore. Uh, this is uh, uh, Michael from Sounds of Salvation. It's another acoustic cover. I found like pretty much all acoustic covers. I love acoustic covers. This is Michael from Sounds of Salvation playing Sell Out by Real Big Fish. Uh, every part of this is beautiful. Just like the first of all, he calls it the Skakustic Skazoo series, which is ten out of ten. That uh, looks so well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely the best. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> and like his accent, right? Like he's, he's got the British accent singing the song. I don't know. Every part of it, I love. This one actually has not posted in six years. Finally, one that ha- is not active, but I wish he was because it's amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> It almost feels like a bit, but it also feels earnest. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. It's so good. I mean, just like, first, like, I mean, just just something about the accent is like, is really like, it's not, I mean, it's not funny. It's it's really endearing, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I I like that. I like the idea of doing, I don't know, something about ska, like something about a British accent just feels like a little bit. Too good for ska sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, totally. But, like uh, again, it almost feels like a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, this last one is uh, mostly for Jake, who is not here. But uh, this is the eight bit chip tune cover. There's a lot of eight bit <laughs> chip tune covers, but this is the one that I like the most of uh, of Sellout. I think uh, chiptune covers are another thing you either love or hate. What what do you like? Do you love or hate chiptune covers? I love chiptune covers. All right? Did you love this chiptune cover? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah was, me too. So to, to be clear, I like chiptune covers. It was very very. I like cheery. this chiptune cover. It's 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 very cheery. It's one of those things of I think the uh, where chiptune covers fall apart sometimes is not feeling video gamey enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just sort of like just a straight sort of MIDI sample. Um, but this, I don't know, this has like those, those, those video game sounds, um, yeah. you know, that's not like, it's not just like a MIDI sample. It is, it has those sounds that, that I think you need to have a good chiptune cover. And I think this absolutely nails that, which is great. And to that point, I don't think I like straight MIDIs as much because it feels like the wrong side of the nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god yeah yeah like like putting uh i remember putting um lincoln parks in the end on my cell phone as my ringtone at like the midi version mm-hmm. of in the end or like somewhere i belong yeah. and my, my, my favorite part was like the rap parts where like whoever was making the midi samples 
didn't sort of recognize the the changes in uh, pitch for a rap. So just like ba 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 like it's just the same thing. It's like well, that's not you know, rap's not just the same thing over and over again. But um. All right, that is uh, that's all the covers that I found. Do you have any any final thoughts on this song? It's fun. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> I think music should be fun to listen to. I think I don't think it needs to have a message, but I appreciate that this has one that feels universal, especially uh, when everyone is thinking a lot about employment and just True. what they would like to be doing and. I like that this has that you can take a positive message from it, but ultimately, it's just a fun song. And it is, it's just it's is, just a fun song. I mean, that, yeah. that's a lot of this band, right? They're, it's yeah. just it's just a lot of fun songs. Yeah, that is all they seek out to do. Like, what Real Big Fish wants to do is smoke some weed, have a can of beer, and then put on a good show. And I think that yeah. is what Sellout does. It just puts on a good show, and it's fun. <laughs> Well, and then so we're not, you know, we've, we've talked about Goldfinger a lot. Goldfinger, Real Big Fish are, are very friendly with each other. They're, you know, they're very tight. Um, and, uh, and like, it's, you know, something that I think Goldfinger is doing really, really, really well right now, especially in quarantine with all the quarantine covers, which we mentioned earlier. But they're just like, they're just so fun. You know, it's just, it's one of those things of like, you know, it's, it's really tough to convey that sense of fun in a video in like, eight different guys bedrooms um and you know you know real Real big fish isn't doing that and goldfinger is but like you know it's it's so like you really get that sense of fun from from goldfinger actually like half of the of the um thumbnails and i'm sure this is on purpose half of the thumbnails of the goldfinger uh quarantine videos are john feldman in the air like mid jump while playing guitar yeah because uh, like he doesn't like, have to be doing that in his bedroom, but he no, is. he doesn't. Yeah, but like <laughs> it, it, there's so much there's so much energy in his bedroom, and it, it like it really really convey. I guess it's his studio. I mean, he's a producer. He's a legitimate music producer. Um, but uh, it's it's so great. Like it's it's so high energy, and you get all of the energy from the videos. Um, which is the same thing Real Big Fish does. Like you don't even need the videos, right? You get all the energy from the songs, and Gold, I mean Goldfinger too. But yeah. uh, like. To, to convey that energy without, you know, having to see it. Like, I can I can hear the moment when the trombonist kicks his leg in the middle of the song, you know? Like, you can hear the, the kick coming. Um, yeah. Sort of like, uh, again, to take it back to Motion City, in My Favorite Accident, like, if you've seen my uh, Motion City live, you can always feel the moment of the song where you know Jesse's about to do a Moog stand. Like, it's the same thing. Um, you can just, you can feel it. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, uh, real big, real big fish. I, I'm glad, I'm glad I had you on. I'm glad I got to talk about real big fish. Cause real big fish is a band that I also really, really like and listen to a lot. Um, so if, if you are a motion city soundtrack fan, check out real big fish, check out, check out some Scott punk. If you don't like Scott punk, you don't like Scott punk. In fact, blink One Fifty Five, which is, which is a show that we're, we've talked about a lot because we're, you know, somewhat modeled on them absolutely trash a ska all the time 
um, which is you know it's what it is but yeah, like no it's that was not Parker. a genre for everyone and i accept that right but but it's it's a very adjacent genre to to cool. the genre that uh that i love and that if you listen to this show i'm sure you love uh because like like we said Tra- uh, travis barker of blink 182 like got his start as a ska drummer he got a start on the aquabats i mean he might have played for other bands before but like he got to blink through the aquabats he plays with goldfinger regularly um he is a like he's a ska guy uh there are songs about loving ska on the first one or two records i think apple shampoo uh mark hoppus talks about how much he loves i forget what the name of the ska band is but like you know it it's absolutely if you're into it you're into it if you're not into it you're not into it but if you're into the kind of music that that motion city is you might also appreciate ska uh so check it out Try, try check out the, what, what was the three? We said beer, sellout, and um, the impression that I get. Yeah. If you don't like those three songs, you're good. It's fine. But yeah, just three songs. You never Ten have minutes to out do of it again. Check out those three songs, and then check out the, uh, "Best of Us for the Rest of Us," the Real Big Fish uh, compilation slash re-recorded album. It's like it's a triple album with the acoustic covers, with the um, the regular songs. It's it's sick it's awesome oh and a bunch of a bunch of uh, no the acoustic the acoustics of their own songs and then a bunch of covers uh because as we said scott really lends itself to covers um scott to network is a great youtube channel to follow uh all right joe <laughs> that's it for the show <laughs> if you want to follow the show on twitter we are at motion city pod i am at kuhan jake is at the boredom line joe is at Joe M. Cuevas because at Professor What Was Taken, that that bit's going to follow you on my podcasts for the rest of your life. I just want you to know that. Uh, I understand. I don't know why you decided <laughs> to take this moment to clarify it. <laughs> because, because anybody listening to this is like, what's going on? Oh, it's a bit. Okay. Joe, is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Not particularly. Yeah, I'm having fun. I feel like I'm still productive. Anything you want to plug besides besides uh, our weekly live stream speakeasy pub quiz? No, uh, nothing besides that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so uh, that's the thing. If if you liked Joe and I on this show, if you liked our chemistry, uh, we do uh, a every Thursday we do a weekly live pub quiz called Speakeasy Pub Quiz. It's on my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/ssjkuhan. Or if you just search Speakeasy Pub Quiz, it should show up. Um, and then uh, if you're a fan of the Motion City show and you want to sort of spread it to people and you haven't been able to yet, uh, we are uploading all of our episodes to YouTube now. Uh, there's two or three on there as this episode is being released. Um, but basically every episode is going to come out over like once once a day until we catch up to the live release. Hopefully... Jake is back before we catch up to the live release on YouTube, but we'll see. Um, that would be unfortunate that, if you weren't. Well, I mean, sure. I also, I also, because I, I wasn't planning on putting these on the YouTube. I think maybe I'd create another YouTube for them or something. I don't know, but uh, but who knows? I, I either I'll put them on the YouTube or I won't. Those are the two things that could happen. Uh, oh, follow the band on Twitter too at Real Big Fish. Yeah. Um, they're, they're fun. All right. That's it. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Until next time, baby, don't you sign that paper tonight.
But I can't work in fast food all my life. Sell out with me, oh yeah. Sell out with me tonight. The record company's gonna give me lots of money. Everything's gonna be all right. No, I'm flipping burgers, putting on my silly hat. You know I won't do that no more. 